What was your I don't get paid enough for this moment at work? When I worked at McDonald's, I found out we didn't get paid for closing. We got paid until the store closed. So if it took us an extra hour or two to close, that was unpaid. I wish I knew what I know now, because that is an open and shut case, but at the time I was young and dumb. My first paycheck, I noticed I had a ton of missing hours. So when I asked my boss about it, she told me we only get paid until the store is closed. So that night, I walked out when the store closed. They tried to guilt me into staying because the other team members need me. Frick that. I don't work for free, sorry, especially when I'm already making minimum wage. No thanks, not gonna happen. A similar thing happened to me when I worked at Taco Bell when I was a teenager. During the first closing shift I was scheduled for, after I was done cleaning everything, I told the manager I was ready to clock out and go home. She told me that she still had at least an hour of paperwork left to do and needed me to stay while she did it, since there was a rule that no one could be in the store alone. But she told me to clock out. I laughed in her face and told her, I clock out when I leave. She didn't make me clock out and never scheduled me to close again. So win-win for me. Used to work as a dental nurse. First patient of the frickin' day said he felt sick after having a local anesthetic. He looked sick too. I grabbed the bin and told him if he needed to vomit, take the bin. He held it in his lap and turned, vomiting down the side of the chair and all over my pants and shoes. Of course, I had to clean it up and of course, they wouldn't let me go home to change. That's disgusting. Surely it's not ethical to let someone work with body fluid exposure on them the whole day. It's also a massive infection risk. When I walked into the room of a confused patient on blood thinners who had ripped out his IV and catheter and had crap and blood on every surface of his room, it looked like a murder zone had been committed. I've been through a lot as a nurse, but that was like going into war. I manage a fast food restaurant and for me it's always things that have to do with the bathroom. From having to clean up adult magazines with splooge on the floor or walls to people either purposely crapping on the floor, even used hypodermic needles. Same boat here, but with customers instead of washrooms. Swearing at my underage staff puts a real bad taste in my mouth and I am not nice about it. Ah, I don't miss either of these things. Good luck, everybody left in restaurant work. Hope all of your customers start watching the bear and educating themselves on how hard you work. Psycho camp director lost her crap on all of the lifeguards because we said we weren't coming back next summer. Reality was we all had legit reasons. I was going to take summer courses to graduate early. Another guard was moving to university and was going to work in that city. Another guard got offered a head guard spot at a camp near her house, etc. Nothing that said we hated the current camp, just other things going on. We were told in a group meeting that if we weren't happy there, we could leave and she would find other guards. Following Friday, she calls us all in to tell us what a great job we're all doing and how happy everyone is going on the lake. Tuesday after that, she calls us in individually to tell us we aren't working hard enough and she sees us slacking off all the time. Lunchtime Tuesday, all of the guards walked into her office, told her to go frick herself in front of the owners of the camp, and we all piled into my Ford Focus and went out for beer. Went home that night to a message from the camp owner asking us to give him a call back. We'd all chatted and realized he'd called all of us. Called him the following day and told him what went down. He asked us to reconsider and that he would give us $5 an hour raise and report directly to him. We discussed it and agreed on the condition that Psycho Director apologized to us at a collective staff meeting. She refused and had a tantrum. Camp owner fired her on the spot, escorted her off the property, and we opened the lake back up. F you, Bob. I make $13 per hour on an ambulance. Every day is an I don't get paid enough for this moment. 
I was working late, like 2am, in the office. My manager said, let's go to the convenience store to buy up some snacks and smokes. She sits in the back and we drive there. After we get our crap, she says, can we swing by this street intersection real quick? When we get to that intersection, I guess she sees a car that belongs to someone she knows, parked in front of her boyfriend's house. She starts to wail, cry, and kick around in the back seat, while my bewildered butt just holds the steering wheel with a stupid look on my face. After 20 minutes of that crap, we drive back to the office, I drop her off, and I go home. What the frick? So she sat in the back seat like you were a cab driver or something. She didn't want her boyfriend to see her up front, guarantee it. She suspected him and the whole plan was to check in a different car. Worked at a fast food place about 13 years ago. This lady in the drive-thru claimed she was missing a sandwich. Our policy was to ask for bags back to verify. I asked to see the bags, three or four, decent-sized order, and instead of handing them back like a civilized human being, she instantly started raging and throwing the food into the window while cussing me out. Guess what one of the items that she threw at me was? Yup, it was the missing sandwich. Crappy people will always try to scam something. Well over two decades ago, I fielded a call from someone insisting they were missing an entire 10-pack of tacos on their 20-taco order. I had no problem telling them I'd been making food all day and no, an order like that had never come up on my screen and to try scamming some other restaurant. I get it here like that all the time. No, you don't. You know how I know that? Because I'm here all the time and I've never seen you before and I've never done it like that. I've seen lots of, I'm friends with the owner here, too. Well, I guess I have many friends here that I didn't even know about. Countless times at the go-kart place, summer job, where I work, I've had to put up with special needs kids whose caretakers or parents dropped them off and just drove because they wanted a break from them. These kids, and adults, have a mental age of anywhere from 3 to 15 and many times they are unable to follow the directions that we provide or even listen to us. They are not only a danger to themselves, but to the other riders and to us, the staff. An easy solution to this would be for their parents to ride with them in a double and to drive for them, allowing everyone to have fun without having to put anyone in danger. However, that costs money, and they don't want to. One parent even said, why can't you just ride with him? And when asked if the kid would be comfortable with other people, she said he wasn't. I wanted to call her a crappy parent, but I didn't want to lose my job. We can't deny them as they have the physical age to ride, but are hopefully putting rules in place to require parents of children with special needs to ride with their parents. I held nothing against these kids, but the fact is that their parents are responsible for them. If they want to break from them, they could hire a caretaker. Even then, though, I understand that bad parents do exist. However, it is the caretakers who refuse to take care of the kids who are unacceptable. You are getting paid. Do your job. I hope you're calling the cops every time a disabled individual is dropped off without supervision. As someone who's worked with this population, this is dangerous for them and you. Got change thrown in my face at work because a man was upset we didn't have meatballs. Now if I'm working, he'll come in, see me, and walk out. I work at Subway. I work in childcare. There was one time we had one kid who had a diaper blowout, and one kid who spewed everywhere. There's only two teachers, so this one has to handle the blowout and one the vomit, while also keeping the rest of the kids away from it all. I work in childcare too. I was the only one watching a group of 14, 4, and 5-year-olds. One of the 4-year-olds spewed, and I spent the next few minutes trying to keep the kids from dancing around the spew, while also trying to clean up the girl who spewed. Thankfully, another teacher came to help me out. I would like to clarify that 14 children is not a ratio violation in my state, Tennessee, U.S., The state allows a class of children who are ages of 4 and 5 to be at a ratio of 16 to 1. Is this an insane number? Sure. Is it a violation? 
No. This was in the late 90s. I was working at Walmart at my first job as a teenager. I was floated to the garden department one day, and there was a guy looking at lawn fertilizer. I walked over and asked if he needed help. He said, Not now, just looking at the different kinds you have. Pretty standard reply from the guy. So I said, Okay, let me know. I walked away, and then swung back about five minutes later. Same guy has proceeded to rip open about ten different kinds of fertilizer all over the ground and is rolling around in the stuff. He is also taste sampling. I call my manager because I didn't want to deal with it. Security escorted the guy out of the store and called an ambulance in case the ingestion of the fertilizer hurt him. My boss insisted that everybody be at their desks at 8.30 sharp. She made me take roll call on an attendance sheet and hand it in to her every day. She also made me do it at lunchtime when everybody left and came back and when they left at night. Took roll for a bunch of adults three times a day. I don't work there anymore. In my various workplace complaint compilations I've done here over the past few months, there seem to be a couple of special workplaces that go completely fascist on their employees. They tend to have high turnovers, surprisingly. I had a company try to keep me once by offering me an entire grand more than I was taking at my new job. I told them how much it would take to keep me and that while still a raise, I'd be settling for a much smaller number at my new job. It also came with less stress, less management hell, and that I wouldn't be the sole person responsible for advising design, advising sales report, advising sales, advising project management, and advising on sites on how to do their jobs that they needed to do so I could do my one job. I laughed, hung up the phone, deleted all my scripts, and left. The guy that replaced me still asks me for help almost three years later now. I worked for the university's horse barn as a teenager. They had some pretty strict rules that I was not used to at other places. Like the horses were only allowed outside for two hours no matter what. Could be the most beautiful day and we would have to stop everything we were doing to bring them into their stalls. They were only ever allowed two squirts of fly spray which didn't cover their butts. Required to have their halters on 24-7 even in the stalls at night. Our boss clearly had zero experience with animals, or if he did, he just didn't care. One day, while one of the horses was having his feet trimmed, my boss went to pull out a weed whacker from the bottom of the shelf directly next to where the horse was standing. A lot like Jenga, the entire closet of machinery fell onto the horse, causing him to kick the farrier and run. Ever since that incident, the horse was a mess, so instead of hiring a trainer to fix the problem, they just locked him in the stall. All day, 24-7. I quit shortly after that. I still wonder how that horse is doing. You can submit your own stories to be featured here on the channel. The story submission link is in the description below. And if you want to listen to some vibey music in the background, check out Easy Mode, also linked below, and subscribe. I worked at a Toyota service department for a few months. It was terrible in general, but one day was the worst. During the week, I had a nail go straight through my foot, so I'm bandaged up and have to walk around to get everything. Probably 100 yards to the car wash, 40 yards to the shop, etc. My team for Saturday, four people, had one person quit on Wednesday, and I had one person who had a funeral to leave early for. The other guy was new, so he was slow to get stuff done. My boss says he'll come in and help. Wednesday, we lock it at 60 appointments since we have short staff up front and back. We do take walk-ins, too. Thursday, it's at 80, and we tell our boss to lock it. Again, on Friday, before closing, we see 110 appointments. He never locked it. Come Saturday morning, we had 130 appointments from 7am to 4pm. I'm having to walk around a lot and ended up bleeding through three pairs of socks and bandages. I had to chase down about 80% of our customers' cars because our porters were goofing off. I had 53 opened tickets at 12pm. We had a four-hour wait for walk-ins and two with appointments.
Haven't had lunch or a snack since they banned food and drinks at our desks. My friend is about to leave for the funeral, so I cover his work and my boss leaves for lunch, throwing his 20-ish tickets on my desk. So I'm 110 tickets deep now, helping the new guy with stuff, moving cars and trying not to pass out. Oh, did I mention 95 degrees Fahrenheit outside, no AC in our covered area, not inside, and 90% humidity? We didn't even get a breeze. Can't have snacks or drinks at our desk either. It gets to 3pm and I'm rescheduling people, trying to get everyone out when their cars are done, but have to limp them down to pull them in front to leave after they pay. My boss still isn't back and the new guy quits. I end up getting in one car and blood from my sock drips onto our paper mats in the car. I cleaned everything out, vacuumed the car, washed it, and pulled it up. Customer went ape crap that she saw blood on the disposable paper mat, about the weight, not getting a discount for her non-appointment service, and demanded to speak to my manager. That was it. Called him up and sent to voicemail. I explained it to his mailbox, then called the GM to explain that I'd been alone for three hours dealing with an uncapped amount of customers. Five technicians walked out, I'm still not recovered from my workplace injury, and that I'm finishing my paperwork to take my lunch break at 4pm. Boss shows up when I'm about to leave to eat my lunch I bought, knowing their provided lunch would be gone before I could set foot in the break room. He told me that in our state, I'm not legally allowed a lunch break during a shift, and I have to stay to finish out the customers on my tickets. I mentioned being here since 6am pre-printing everything, saying I just need to relax, and he said, You didn't even clock in this morning, so unless you do what I say, you aren't getting paid. Service advisors are paid commission here and percentage of our parts profit for stuff sold. I don't even get 10 cents an hour. So I walked to my station, removed all of everyone's login copies of my permissions, deleted all of my notes, deleted all of my warranty macros, all the spreadsheets, and reset every custom line I added to our programs before I removed my admin permissions. Walked out and got a call when I got to my car asking, Why isn't your login able to collect credit cards? So he had to either write down credit card info, take cash or checks, or let them go. My GM asked me to come back at a pay raise and less hours, but I knew it was BS. My boss ended up getting let go in the following months since he couldn't get things back up to speed. My good friend moved to Mercedes parts, so he's happy. I ended up going to BMW for a bit after that and handled a few other franchises later. I worked IT with about 30 other developers and firefighters, supporting a large three-shift-a-day manufacturing line. When the line computers went down, 300 workers leaned their backs against the wall, waiting for us to get the manufacturing process back up and running. We pretty much had freedom to stroll in at about 10am. Many of us worked well into the evening, often took two-hour lunch breaks. Most of us were on 24-hour call, which earned us half a day of comp time for any trip to the office, at any time of the day. A new boss was appointed over us. He quickly replaced our casual work hours with strict 8am to 5pm hours with a one-hour break for lunch. Day one of his new policy, we were working on a failed mid-range computer on the manufacturing line. 300 workers hanging out watching us. Oops, it's 5 o'clock. Quitting time for us. New boss caught us in the parking lot just heading to the local bar and swiftly changed his new policy back to our standard. Ah, reality sets in, or if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Take your pick. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our productivity and morale was through the roof with the old boss. He got promoted to corporate and company hired a new one. He goes through every single room at 8am sharp to check if people are working and if the guys that work outside the office already left. Same thing after lunch. Everyone is freaking miserable and performance went downhill. Worst thing is he micromanages the crap out of everything and it always has to be his way. It's a process that has been working and continuously improved, tested and proven to be completely efficient and give results we need? Yeah, forget about that. Let's do it his way because that's how he did it 20 years ago, even though he doesn't know how it works now. Team leaders, supervisors, engineers, nobody has a voice anymore. It hasn't been fun. I've repeatedly heard a saying that you should always give new management time to settle, even if their presence seems oppressive at the start. I guess this one is one of those cases where once you've seen what it's capable of, throw it out and start again. I walked into the bathroom and someone had smeared poop on literally every single surface, wall, everything except one small part of the ceiling they couldn't reach. Poo Casso almost made me quit, but luckily my boss told me to lock it, not let anyone else use it, and he got someone to come in with a pressure washer. Pressure washer is a new level of poo smear cleaning. Love it! A few years into my flying career, so definitely not earning what people think pilots earn, I was asked to take a bunch of handicapped children and their carers for a 10-minute flight in a small twin-prop aircraft. All seemed to be going well until after landing when I smelt the unmistakable stench of spew. I looked around and all the passengers were looking horrified as the inside of the plane had been covered in what, I was told, used to be strawberry milkshake. I then had to vacuum and wash down the carpet in the plane. The vacuum died after picking up a large amount of this lumpy white substance and it started to drip back down the nozzle. It was a warm day and that didn't make the smell any better. I mentioned the handicapped thing not because I'm an awful person, but because his learning disability meant that he didn't think to inform his carer of his nausea, so there was no attempt to reach the sick bag. We used to be paid half salary to attend seminars related to our industry that grant professional development hours. These seminars would often be at 7am at a hotel that was about a two-hour drive for me, if I was lucky, in rush-hour traffic to get to. But hey, it was paid and had free breakfast, so waking up at 4.30 to attend wasn't the worst thing in the world. The company announced that they believed attending the seminars was furthering our knowledge, therefore helping the company and therefore helping us, so we would no longer be paid to attend them, but we were still expected to go. I just said frick that and haven't attended a single one since then and delete all of the invite emails. I'm paid hourly, so taking the six hours out of my day to drive and attend a seminar I'm not being paid for is just plain stupid. I was asked why I haven't gone to any of them and told them I have a mortgage to pay. Haven't been asked to go again since. Direct support staff for people with minor disabilities. $13 an hour. Had a client go off the rails because he refused to take schizophrenia pills, was working night shifts and he gets up in the middle of the night and starts yelling random things running around the house in the buck, peeing on everything, asking for me to put a cowboy hat on him and he is now in a nursing home, bless his soul. Was making $2 above minimum wage for a furniture rental store. I was supposed to be a manager in training, but they screwed me and made me a jack of all trades. One day, they asked me to help out the repo runs and get back furniture from people that didn't pay. 
First red flag was going into an area and taking away a fridge from a family and watching them take all of their food out for their kids and getting friends to keep it cold. The nail in the coffin was going to someone's house at 10pm at night, waking up the family, going into the bedroom of a sleeping child to wake him up so he can take away his bed as his parents didn't pay for it. As someone with young children at the time, I was disgusted in what I was doing. I was putting in 18-hour days doing these repossessions. I asked my district manager what I would be getting as compensation as I've had to do some very terrible things. She promised I would be well compensated for saving the company a ton of money and products. I got a $15 gift card to buy alcohol. I don't drink. When my boss screamed at me for something they got wrong. This was a couple of hours after two co-workers almost came to blows because one of them left their phone overnight and the other, the first person to arrive in the shop, used it to send a prank text to another co-worker but didn't want to admit it. I work in security and a bit under a year ago I worked at some kind of public TV event. My job was to keep people without passes out of a specific area which was intended for those working behind the scenes, to kick back, relax and get their lunches and all that. Anyway, the only ones I was allowed to give entrance to were people with passes and other security folks. But then, word from above came that the exception was to be made for some kind of supposedly famous child music group. I had no clue what they looked like, so four kids and their parents walk up, and I stop them. Don't you know who they are? Quickly followed, and eventually it got cleaned up. And every time they kept bringing in more friends and family members, and the same song and dance continued. I don't think you understand what a contract means. Besides, this is an opportunity for you. When the new manager tried to move me to night shifts, weekends, from my day shifts, work days, despite my contract being very specific about when I worked. Hey, you were right. This is a big opportunity for me, was how I opened when I told her I was quitting. The look of shock and 15 minutes of silence on her part were hilarious and the best feeling interval of my entire life when she realized I'd thrown her own stupid words back at her. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, or if you want some vibey music to put on in the background, check out Easy Mode. If you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot. Everything linked in the description.